Podcast Answer Man, episode number 60. This show is sponsored by AG Design. Need a new website, logo, or artwork for your podcast? Visit agedesign.com slash podcast today. For a 20% discount, be sure to mention the Podcast Answer Man. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Today, I'm going to be playing for you an interview that I recently did for a good friend of mine, Andrea Zuniga, from geekischeek.org. She has a podcast that she does, and she wanted to interview me, and so today, I'm simply going to play that for you because it fits into podcasting. I wanted to say that it was definitely a pleasure to meet you in PodCamp NYC. It was lots of fun. I had a blast in New York. It was the most wonderful in-states kind of like trip or whatever you want to call that, the little weekend getaway travel. Uh, it, it was it was an awesome experience in New York City. Definitely. New York City is quite amazing. But what I wanted to pick your brain up about was uh, PodCamp like, and what your thoughts were about PodCamp NYC. PodCamp NYC probably, I, I would say that, wow, it's kind of hard. I mean, well, first of all, uh, I've been to three of them. I went to PodCamp Boston 2. I've been to PodCamp Nashville. And I've been to PodCamp NYC now. And wow, you know what? I'd have to say that PodCamp NYC was probably tied with PodCamp Boston too. I, yeah. I, no, the only thing I can say though is I, as far as enjoying the city and enjoying the location, as much as you know, I would say that I enjoyed New York City more. But I'm talking if we strictly stay. And and compare the just the pod camp experience, the party, the 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 socializing, the the gaining of knowledge, the networking, all of those different things, all of those elements. I would say that PodCamp Boston Two and PodCamp NYC pretty much on equal footing. That's pretty cool. I was I wanted to get your opinion based on the fact that you had been to several podcasts. As a that was my first podcast, podcast NYC, and I think that one of the coolest things for me was the whole unconference feel. The you know it was I think it was like a perfect balance of organization and spontaneity. What do you think about the whole unconference thing? I'm a fan of the unconference thing. I, I'm definitely not anti-conference. Uh, there there are some drawbacks I do believe from from the unconference but the nice thing is is that if if it if if things are organized well enough those those drawbacks can kind of be uh, mitigated so for me for example I have been uh, the, actually in all three podcasts that I've been to there have been some sessions that I've attended that well had somebody you know like for example here's the one thing i do know i know that if i'm when i go to uh to las vegas in august and i go to the new media expo i happen to know that those speakers are a select few out of many applicants that many of them all have very high recommendations from other people and so that they've kind of weeded out some of maybe just the so-so average kind of presentations and they've actually gone through and and 
really picked the the good quality stuff. I at least that's my in, impression. Now I'll be able to tell you better about that when you know when August comes Let's around. Right, right. But but here's here's the only thing that the the only drawback I see is that sometimes there are sessions at these podcasts that are just, you know, it, they're not that great and they're not they're not um grabbing you know they they don't grab you and and of course there were two sessions this um there were two sessions at PodCamp NYC where the person giving the presentation did not show up and right. so so those are some of the drawbacks i think to to having the unconference or some of the you know i guess something that doesn't require a little bit more convi- commitment than just right. saying hey here's who i am and this is what i want to talk about please put me on your schedule kind of thing Right. I definitely can agree with that. But I thought one of the cool things that came out of those uh, sort of failures, in, so to speak, was that people stepped up and you kind of had still like a feel of free flowing of information and people kind of stepped up and kind of took over the session. So I thought that was pretty cool, too. That happened on one of the two. The other one mm-hmm. kind of just bombed completely. So, oh, wow. so, so I mean, yeah, I mean, that, of course, and that's what PodCamp is. They even just say, you know, hey, if all of a sudden you're you're all there for, let's say, a session on uh, search engine optimization for your podcast or, or whatever, um, if, if everybody shows up but for that topic and the person who is designed or set up to give that presentation doesn't show up, then by golly, somebody from the group just stand up and give that presentation. I mean, just start talking and. And that kind of did happen in one, but it didn't happen. And, you know, I went to one on Second Life. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was really, I was so super psyched about, a, you know, going in and doing a section, a session and uh, talking with other people who are really involved in Second Life and really getting a feel for whether or not I wanted to get my feet wet in that territory and, and, and see if I wanted to dive into that that alternate reality that so many people are involved in. and. Yeah, definitely. And they didn't show up and only three other people were in the room and it just... Uh, they were looking for the same thing you were doing, not yeah. ready to, to get up and lead, so to speak. Exactly. Well, I think one of the, uh, during our time there, one of the things that you mentioned was that sometimes it's it's okay to skip a session mm-hmm. and kind of mingle. Yes. Which I think that's kind of why I think the whole on-conference thing is kind of cool because it, it allows you to give you that freedom and also... Uh, wanted to get your feedback on what you thought about the whole rule of two feet for those that don't know is that if you don't feel you're getting something out of a session you can step out and go to another do you think that that kind of balances and remedies the situations such as a second life where the person didn't show up well i don't think the rule of two feet really does one way or the other on on the session where the person doesn't show up because you i mean you you, you don't even need a rule of two feet to walk out when the when a quote-unquote right. session leader is not there however um there every now and then you'll get into to a session it's like okay this is way more basic than i anticipated or it's like yeah this isn't really going to be very beneficial for me so i'm I'm, there's better things i could do with my time i will say that the law of two feet definitely works in those cases you can just by golly you get up you walk out and it's just uh, it's it's already known ahead of time that people will get up and walk out of your session and that's even even in the session that i gave it would it it would not offend me whatsoever if somebody got up and walked out halfway through my presentation because you know what PodCamp is there for them not for me as far as being the session leader and and i love the the law of two feet cool well they um Let's step into that. What is your take 
Um, how do you feel it's different from being a presenter to being somebody that's taking it in? What's your take on the two experiences um, from a pod camper attendee? Well, um, let's just say, well, I, the, the very first pod camp I went to, I didn't, you know, I didn't know what to expect. And so I was just an attendee at that point. Uh, and then when I went there and of course, when I saw some of the presentations, like, okay, I could, I think I could definitely become a presenter. Um, and so what I did is, uh, I decided from that point in time, I'm definitely going to be hitting more of these podcasts because I want to do the networking, the building relationships with new people. I mean, just really all of those aspects. And for me, I couldn't, and of course this is, has, I think a lot to do with my personality, but I don't think I'd ever want to go and not sign up to be a presenter. I, one of the things that I found is being a presenter, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to network with people, you know, right after a session. People feel kind of like you're open to, to, to welcome you and to talk to you because they've already had that so I have a connection that, oh, you've already opened up and you've already shared your experience. So I feel more comfortable going up to you and saying, hey, that was cool. Or what do you think about this? It definitely opens up a lot of lines of communication, I think. Absolutely. Because here's what's here's what happened even at PodCamp NYC. It, it was the you know, it was the next day and I was standing outside and somebody just came up, you know, came right up to me and said, hey, I want to let you know I was in your session yesterday and I thought it was wonderful that you said this, this and this. Just really wanted to introduce myself and say thank you for that. Now, had I not... Yeah, it was kind of funny. I remember because we were kind of all outside waiting to go to the next session and it was completely the next day and it was was pretty cool for them to have that open dialogue and connection to you. Right. And so if I were just a, just an average attendee standing there and I hadn't been in front of them, now that person may, number one, they may have never even have heard of me. Or number two, even if they had, they may have just kind of walked by kind of embarrassed or sh- too shy because they didn't have that first connection of, you know, how how can I start a conversation with them kind of thing. You know, does right. that make sense? So no, definitely. So definitely, it, it, it's it's a total icebreaker for me to get up and and present in front of a whole group of people, and then all of a sudden just just basically have that be the icebreaker and and say, hey, I'm here, I'm here all week, and you know, twice on Sunday. So. <laughs> Except Sunday is your day off now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's cool. So, you, um, what do you think is your favorite thing about the whole PodCamp movement? My favorite thing about the PodCamp movement is that anybody can do it, and it doesn't take a. I mean, you don't have to get. There's not any red tape that's involved. You can make it as elaborate as you want. You can make it as simple as you want. You know, PodCamp Nashville was a perfect example of that to me. Uh, it was completely different than my experience. Uh, at PodCamp Boston or NYC, it was it was a venue where it was just one stage, and p- presenters were all on the same. You know, it, everything was there on one place, and and you couldn't walk out. I mean, there there was no. It was it was completely different. However, it wasn't a bad experience. It was still good. I still got a lot of the same. Um, benefits out of PodCamp that I would expect to get out of PodCamp, such as networking with people, uh, you know, it's actually sitting in on, you know, a handful of good sessions. 
and right. and still having you know the the social party that night or something like that. You know, there there are things here or there that are different, but that's what's cool about PodCamp is it's not a cookie cutter conference. It's it's going to be different no matter where you go. Each one's going to have its own flavor, and mm-hmm. and what's cool is that I think that I think that no matter who shows up, everybody feels like a peer. I definitely agree. I think that that's one of the first things I noticed. Um, I tend to be like the person that most of my friends go to for technical advice or sort of that new technology or what isn't that I'm going to talk about next. And I think it was really cool to be like, there's people that know a lot more than I do. And there's people that are doing the same things I'm doing. They have Twitter open. They have their iPhones going. Their cameras are videotaping. Like that for me was like really cool. It was kind of like. It was total. It was a total geek fest. That's for sure. Exactly. And it's just like, ooh, welcome to my geek home. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, you mentioned you went to PodCamp Boston, PodCamp Nashville, and then now PodCamp NYC. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that PodCamp Boston and NYC and PodCamp Boston and Nashville are one day conferences, right? Uh say that again. PodCamp Nashville and PodCamp um and PodCamp Boston were one-day events, right? I don't know about PodCamp Boston, the, like the original, but PodCamp Boston 2 were two, was a two-day event. Oh, okay. Well, and, um, but well, PodCamp Nashville was a one-day event. Oh, okay. And what do you prefer? I, did, I would prefer a two- or three-day event. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking that as a one-day one would seem a little rushed or it would seem like you couldn't fit in everything. And I think that... Um, one of the things that people are afraid of from the podcast movement is that people aren't taking it seriously. Like, oh, since I don't have to pay per se, um, I might just sign up but not attend, you know. So I think that not that it has to be super long, but I think a two day might give it more of a legitimacy. What do you think? Yeah, I, I well, I don't know about legitimacy, but there there are definitely some awesome some because again, one of the cool things about PodCamp is that you don't have a form; it's not required that you do two days. Right. So, so what, what's cool or about PodCamp, charge, or that you don't have to charge? The thing is, is that what's neat is if a one maybe you only have enough speakers to to fill a one day event, and maybe only maybe you only have twenty five or thirty people that show up. You can have a one day event and still call it a PodCamp and have it be an awesome experience. So. Cool. I, I, I definitely wouldn't see, you know, you know that that it's not a legitimate podcast. But let me tell you, when when you have a big enough crowd and you can pull off a a two day podcast event, I will tell you, I'm gonna love that more than anything else. Okay. And the reason why I would like the two day the best is is there are a couple of reasons. Number one is that um, the party. Typically, in a podcast, there is going to be a social party event. And uh, this this year they had a party at the place called Rebar uh, mm-hmm. in New York City, which for me it was a little too loud in there to really have some great interaction. So that wasn't as good of a party as as the one at PodCamp Boston 2. Uh, PodCamp Boston 2, they had it in this uh, place called Tequila Rain and it was a bar and was it, it was such an open environment. I mean, there was so many, so much open area and it just seemed like in Rebar we were all crammed in like sardines for me i don't think anybody would believe this but in a crowd of people i'm not an extrovert i am a total that's understandable i in in a crowd of people i i i tend to shy away from interaction uh, unless i'm the one presenting to the crowd I, i can present to the crowd but put me in a crowd of people and you're all 
scrunched together and, and I get a little nervous. But in a crowd of people where, you know, you've got clusters of five or six people in little semi-central centric circles all throughout this place like they had in PodCamp Boston 2 at Tequila Rain, it was easy for me to kind of just walk up, mosey in. And and just like all of a sudden it's like you just realize this is a group of about five or six people who are talking about things. Sure, you're just now coming into the conversation, but you just sit and listen for a little bit. And then all of a sudden when something comes up that is is something that you can speak to or or have a comment on, then you just introduce that and you introduce yourself. And and it was a lot easier to, to have that, that networking ability. But with a here, here's the what I saw at PodCamp Nashville. PodCamp Nashville was a one-day event, so a lot of people came in the night before so that they could be there first thing in the morning, and as soon as that long day was over, boom, they're out the door and they're heading home. They didn't stay for the party. Right. Makes sense. Yep. They so, don't want to have to pay for another night of hotel and stuff. Exactly. So so that was a little frustrating. The The party at PodCamp Nashville, uh, maybe 35, 40 people stayed. And, uh, you know, I, I, now let me tell you, I made the most of it and yeah, because it's a smaller group. You can probably connect easier. Yep. 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 Absolutely. So, so I think there are definitely, there are many more benefits, I think, to having a two day event. Uh, the other thing is that you can meet somebody on the first day and kind of, uh, hang out with them at the social party that evening. And then the (laughs) next day it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're still building on that relationship. And then all of a sudden when you go back home it's more of a inter- you had some interaction and you've built kind of like a friendship or a relationship with somebody versus, you know, a quick handshake in between sessions on at a one day event. And it's like, sure, I think I met so and so or sure we met, but we really didn't have any conversation, especially if you didn't go to a party, all those other things. And then, you know, it's just gone. You know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely. I think that it it definitely helps. I think that we, especially with the group that we were kind of hanging out with, the GSPN group and some of what we were meeting through, we were able to to hang out throughout the whole conference. Even if we went to different sessions, we were able to meet up, maybe find a conversation we all wanted to go to, grab some dinner, grab some lunch, kind of keep it going, keep the momentum going of being able to to get to know each other and the people that we met at PodCamp. I definitely agree with that. Yes, it, it was a great experience at PodCamp Boston, or New York City. That that one for me was, you know, as far as the interaction, of course, you know, we all had the benefit of, of the community here. And, yeah, definitely. And that that was huge. I mean, that I think it was like that, our little entourage. It was kind of cute. <laughs> yes, it was. It was it was a it was neat because no matter where you went, there was always somebody you knew. Mm-hmm. And that w- that really made it interesting because you, you there was no point during the weekend that you were like, uh, okay, so who do I talk to? Right. Or what am I gonna who am I gonna eat with or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. Right. Yep. I I think that was one of the coolest things for me too. I got to meet Sharon and I got to meet Christine Peeler who listened to my who listened to Geek Chic and that was my first experience and outside of close friends of mine that listened to the show for me to actually face to face meet some of the listeners. So that was pretty, really cool for me. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, and, and we got to meet, we got to meet Mike at the, uh, at the, the meetup, at yeah. the meetup and it was just really neat to be able to, to interact and mingle with all those different people that we, we see in cyberspace and we see in MySpace and Facebook and Twitter and, and all these other places and the forums yeah. at gspn.tv and all this other stuff. And, and here we are interacting face to face. It was really awesome. 
Yeah, definitely. I remember how I found you guys at PodCamp, which is kind of a funny story we should share, is that um, I was walking towards the crosswalk, about to cross the street towards where the building was, where PodCamp was at, and all of a sudden I'm like, minding my own business and I hear Mark like Chef Mark and I was like that's gotta be Mark I don't have here I don't have earbuds on so it's gotta be the real him <laughs> and then Lord of Behold two seconds later you and Steph kind of come up behind him so that was pretty funny a funny way to meet up <laughs> that was funny <laughs> to connect that sort of internet friendship and the, the you know the talk shoe phone conversations and all that kind of cool stuff and to actually get to meet that was pretty fun Yes, it, it was it was an amazing, like I said, there's, there's hardly any words to describe it. I mean, people that did not have an opportunity to go really missed out on on something awesome. And, and so I'm hoping that in the future, if there if there are opportunities to do these meetups again and, and you're in driving distance, flying distance, whatever, there is nothing like the friendships that can be formed with people you've been interacting with in a community like ours. I mean, it's. It's it's like the friendships have already existed. It's like I saw Chef Mark. It was only the second time I've seen Chef Mark, and Chef Mark feels like a brother to me. Yeah, I bet. So I mean, it was. I mean, it, it, it's just an awesome experience. He's the friend you've had for a couple of years now. You know, yeah, just online. <laughs> yes, yeah. Chef Mark it's- and I have been very close friends for two years now, and exactly. uh, we've only seen each other face to face twice, which is really weird. It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy what you can do online these days. <laughs> and it makes you realize that geek is chic because this wouldn't be possible without any other technology and all the things such as PodCamp and all these wonderful little geek fests that we can partake in. <laughs> yeah, I, I really want to say congratulations to launching your show and and, oh, and really going at it because um, I hear so many people say, you know, I'd really like to start a podcast. I really like to start a podcast. And so few people actually go and do it. And and I think you really there's something about podcasting, I think, that that brings about this expression of who you are and what you like. And it helps. I think it almost even helps focus your 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 understanding of who you are. Oh, definitely. I remember my the first time my computer ever crashed in college. Like people said I was different when I didn't have my computer because not because I'm obsessed with it, but because I think it's like my creativity outlet. So I feel like I definitely podcasting is just like a new avenue that I found that I'm having so much fun with it. And I thank you for inspiring me to go ahead and get behind the mic, which is really cool. And, and you enjoy it, too, don't you? Yeah, definitely. It's It's been a blast. It's been a blast to get feedback and get involved and getting to do things like PodCamp that. I might have never done like I've never done New York City that way. I've only gone to New York and done your typical touristy things. So for me to, you know, do New York City that way was a totally different experience than any time I've ever been at New York City. And it it was just amazing. You know, it was it was it was just really cool to get to see all those pieces come together. So I think that's really cool. And what I think another thing that's cool is that I, you know, listening to Geek is Chic, I hear, you know, I do hear uh, Rachel Colin. Is it Rachel yeah. that calls into your show and uh, Chris, Christine Maggie. Peeler? Maggie yeah. calls in. Yes, I, I hear all these familiar, familiar names. names for you. <laughs> What's that? A lot of familiar names for you. <laughs> yes, and 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 so that you know, the, and that's happened with so many people. Uh, from our community who's taken the step. You know, you've got Rachel ZC Lisi who does the Sims the 2 Sims challenges and you've got the Girls Night In podcast and uh, <laughs> just a couple other handful of shows. And every time somebody does it and they let us know and we, we put it out there, I mean, 
you know, you guys are friends and, and it's community and it's family and, and people are going to support you. And, and, uh, I just encourage more people to start podcasts. I mean, it's, it's uh, really so much fun. I definitely think so. And I think, um, uh, just getting out there and just doing it and seeing how it goes, testing the waters. Maybe it might not be the exact topic you want to focus on. Find what you are passionate about. I think that's one of the key things that you've always emphasized. And I think attend things like podcasts so you can get startups and get ideas and kind of get the ball rolling and tips and things that you can do, you know, or like find a good, uh, you know, a good webinar place. You know, Bitcast you know, Media might help you out. <laughs> I certainly would love to have people join our webinars if you're interested at cliff at gspn.tv. <laughs> I have some questions for you, if you don't mind, since you're doing podcasting now. Uh, let, me, let me ask you, what are you using to host your website? I am using our wonderful talk shoot. Well, actually, my website or the files themselves. The the well the the website itself the the actual so, website. So right now, I have it hosted through Blogger. Okay, so you're using a blogspot.com website address. I did a little funkiness. I have it. I have a domain name that I transferred it to, so it shows up as my like URL that I purchased, yep, but so, it's still hosted at Blogger. Okay, so do you have it masking so that it stays masked, or do you yes. have okay? So even so it'll if they, show just What's that? It'll just show the domain name, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, did you hear the most recent episode of the podcast, Answer Man, about the I domains? Am I'm a little bit behind. I haven't. That's the one that one I haven't caught yet. I'll be interested. <laughs> I'll be interested in hearing what you think about the uh, the permalink situation on a okay. mass do- domain. So, but so okay. That's some, what's that? Leave you some feedback. <laughs> there you go. So, um, and then the other question I have for you. So you're using a blog, a blogspot page, a blogger page for your website. Mm-hmm. Now, right. obviously, I, I happen to know that you're, you're you are using TalkShoe for the hosting of your files. Correct. Now, how, where are you use? what RSS feed are you using? I am using FeedBurner. Okay, but, wh- okay, what did you send to FeedBurner? Uh, did, you send, what I, did you send the blogger feed to FeedBurner or did you send the TalkShoe feed to FeedBurner? The TalkShoe feed. Ah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to talk about that one later. Okay, sounds like a plan. <laughs> but here, can I tell you something awesome? Yes. I so so basically, when people are when people are subscribing to your show, when you tell them to subscribe from your website, they're subscribing to the FeedBurner address, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Okay. The good news is is that you can change the origination feed to your yeah. blogger page. And the people on the other end, the people who are subscribed, will not have to resubscribe to a new feed. Oh, that works. Yeah. Yeah. And there'll be a reason later down the road you'll understand why you want to do that. Sounds like a plan. Sorry to sorry to get overly technical, but hey, this is geek, right? Geek is chic. Geek is chic. <laughs> All right. So, sorry. No, I, I won't hijack anymore. Go ahead. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I was going to kind of get your opinion on do you think um from your experience of having having gone to a couple podcasts do you tend to see a lot of familiar faces in between the different podcasts yes 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 that which is cool because then you can continue that friendship since that was my first one i was wondering since such you've been to such extremes such as nashville and new york and boston i figured the northern crowd would kind of go you know well, the northern the, crowd, the the different. I mean, I definitely see a, saw a lot of familiar faces from Boston at mm-hmm. NYC that I didn't see in Nashville. 
But okay. there were there were quite a few faces that I saw uh, at all three. So absolutely, that works. yeah. Um, N- Nashville definitely probably in Nashville. I only saw maybe four people, four four or five people that I saw in Nashville. That well, no wait. Now I'm thinking about it. You know what? I I take that back. I probably saw about 15 people in Nashville that I saw at PodCamp Boston. Uh, so it was much larger than I had originally thought. But but anyway, um, I didn't see a lot of people at from PodCamp Nashville also at NYC, though, that I would have thought might have flown up for that event. But, you know, then again, PodCamp Nashville wasn't too long ago, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's true. And PodCamp, you- I'm sorry, go ahead. You get pricey to running around all over. New York City is expensive. Yes, it is. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> we won't discuss uh, additional tipping charges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> Although Chef Mark might do a whole podcast episode devoted to tipping. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're going to wait for that. <laughs> awesome, Cliff. Well, um, is there anything you want to share with the audience about what you're doing and what moves you to go to podcasts? Well, obviously, uh, if anybody doesn't know who I am, which I'm sure you've already started to grow your audience well beyond the original community over here that's listening. So uh, if you haven't heard, I I quit my job in insurance after 11 years and I'm now a podcaster full time and I am working in sales of audio equipment for podcasters. So I am a a professional reseller, not a professional. I well, I am a professional reseller of audio equipment, <laughs> but I am a real reseller of professional audio equipment. Uh, you can find uh, equipment packages at uh, podcastanswerman.com. I also do a podcast uh, for podcasters, and I also produce seventeen podcasts, which you can find at gspn.tv, which is the Generally Speaking Production Network. But yeah, um, the reason why I go to all these is because, um, you know, pretty much my career full time now is interacting with the new media world and investigating all this stuff and and uh, sharing it all online with people. And, and, you know, I I guess I've learned that a lot of people uh, don't. It's really weird because for me, listening to all these tech podcasts, listening to this podcast, listening to this podcast and, and really staying up on all of this technology you know, it just it just comes in second nature to me. So I don't realize that some of the stuff that I just know as common knowledge, so many of my listeners are like, oh, wow, that's awesome. I never knew that. And it's just like second nature to me. So I have to remind myself that, you know what, this is this is exciting stuff. What what it kind of just seems normal to me is just like really exciting and eye opening to so many of my listeners. And so I continually want to stay on the edge of what's new out there so that I can bring something of value to all the listeners out there. Oh, definitely. And we definitely appreciate that from you. Uh, well, I have one last question for you. Okay. It's not podcast related, but I had to ask, since this is Geek is Chic, if you could describe yourself or be one gadget, what gadget would you be and why? Hmm. If I, one gadget, I would say I would be the iPhone. <laughs> I would be and why is that? well because you know I I think that it does so many different things but it's all kind of related to one thing and that's that's who I think I am I I do so many different things I you know I do professional audio gear and and I I do podcast webinars to teach people how to podcast I do a podcast about podcasting I do podcasts about TV shows 
but really when it all comes down to it, it, it all fits into one package, which is my purpose in life, which I believe my purpose in life is to educate people, to entertain people, and to encourage and inspire people. And so it, it all fits into one neat package, but I, it, it just turns out that I do it in multiple different ways. Exactly. That works out. Good answer. Good answer. I support it. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, always a good gadget to pick. <laughs> Hopefully we can get some new ones in June, but keeping my fingers crossed. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming and sharing your experience about PodCamp and uh, just a little bit about your experience in the trip to New York City. And thank you for sharing with me while you were in New York City. I definitely had a blast getting to know you more. Well, thank you for being a part of the community and hanging out with us that weekend. It, it definitely made our time more enjoyable. All right. Well, say hi to Stephanie for me. <laughs> Will do. All right. Thank you so much, Cliff. Thank you. Alrighty, that wraps up that interview that I did with, or that actually I did for Andrea Zunica. And I figured that this would be just a perfect uh, episode to fit right into the podcast Answer Man and to to do two things. Number one, to let you guys hear about, you know, the different take on uh, PodCamp NYC and and the the follow up to that and also to help promote um, Geek is Chic and that's geekischic.org and that's G-E-E-K-I-S-C-H-I-C. So geekischic.org. Check out Andrea Zuniga's podcast. She's been a part of the gspn.tv community for quite some time and uh, she's a perfect example of what you can do if you just decide to hit the record button. And uh, if you're interested in learning how to podcast, I do have webinars uh, and I am available. If you want, you can even uh, request a specific web- a specific topic for a webinar and I'll, I'll put one on and we'll schedule it and have lots of other people join us. So uh, if you're interested at all, go ahead and email me cliff at gspn.tv. Again, that's cliff at gspn.tv. If you have any questions or comments for the Podcast Answer Man show, please do send uh, those to our voicemail line. That would be awesome. That is area code 859-795-4067. Area code 859-795-4067. And again, I want to say thank you to Evan Agee at agdesign.com. That's A-G-E-E design.com. Go to slash podcast and tell him you heard about him from the Podcast Answer Man show. He'll give you 20% off of any work that you need for website design, graphic artworks. He does a wonderful job, personally recommended by me. And go check it out, agedesign.com slash podcast.